You're listening to the Drumming News Network. Drummingnewsnetwork.com. Welcome to the Drumming News Network podcast, where we look back at the previous week's news stories, starting with June 13th through June 19th. Links to each of these stories will be in the show notes. There you can find the actual links to the items discussed in the article or videos. This is the premiere episode of the Drumming News Network podcast. There are many plans for the podcast as well as the, the website. I'm really excited about it. It's something that I've been working on for some time. Some of you may be familiar with me from some of my other shows, other podcasts that include uh, Metalcast, Rogs Talking Drums, and Rockcast. Um, I launched Metalcast and drum, Rogs Talking Drums in 2007, and it was very well received, and we quickly grew quite a large audience around the world. It allowed me to broaden production into video. That um, helped create three standalone programs for the Rogs Talking Drums show. The whole podcast idea that I had at that time was a fully multimedia-rich podcast that included video streaming, um, audio links to discussions and PDFs, and it was one of the longest-running fully multimedia-rich podcasts uh, that have been out there. With Rock's Talking Drums, I wanted to do something special. I'm a drummer. I love drumming. I was able to partner with a, a production company. We created these, these standalone episodes to represent three ideas of the show, as well as to just kind of garner interest into some, like a video magazine. We posted it on various hosts, and one in particular was a uh, media development company who really liked what we did, and they used our show as an example of a quality streaming production that could be done. Now, again, this was before Netflix and a lot of the other companies became popular with video streaming. Uh, our infrastructure for internet was not was not there. I quickly, in 2007, 2008, became aware of it because my audience from around the world were getting back to me saying we were watching your show on our TV and our hand, handheld devices. And I was like, how could you be doing that, right? Well, other countries, their infrastructure is a lot more, well, I'll say better quality than what we have here in, in the U.S. Our U.S. Is, is set up with private companies, and they essentially try to do things on the cheap, where most of these other countries, the government comes in and says, okay, we're going to make a, a infrastructure for Internet um, that, that will help with the community some smaller countries, uh, they actually invested money in the infrastructure for the internet above roads. So this is how important that they felt um, the internet was. And in Australia, they left it open source. What that allowed them to do is make a profit. Everyone made a profit on it. and um, But the government financed and controlled the infrastructure for the internet. I still believe that could be done here in America. Uh, not that I want to have the government really involved in in, in organizing things, but it would be nice to be able to have some of those abilities that other countries have that really are far beyond us. That really got my mind thinking about expanding um, my show into something more more broad. We posted our show on a number of sites. One in particular, like I said, was the was the um, uh, film development company that that opened up a lot of cool connections. I, I got direct contact with a number of film development companies, TV development companies, and different networks for different shows. Um, that had approached me on various things. A small, young company called Roku. At the time, Roku was pretty much unheard of. Nobody really understood the concept of video streaming. And again, I, I say this because <laughs> the frustrating thing is I could see the future, and I was really excited about the future and the whole video streaming and, and digital video, video media platforms. As I would watch interviews with the 
CEO of Netflix. He was such a visionary for getting digital streaming where it is today. So he was my template that I used to follow and uh, was really, really inspired by. But people just couldn't get the idea that I could you could send out a video digital stream. <laughs> and it was really a hard sell, especially with a, a fully multimedia-rich podcast. People in America couldn't get it, but around the world, rest of the world, they did. So Roku got so much popularity with, with what I was doing with it that they gave me my own channel for Metalcast and Rock's Talking Drums. So overnight, people around the world could watch my show on HD, streaming on their television, in their homes in 2009. Uh, in HD. And that, that's pretty remarkable. And it was a few years after that that the formats of the websites were changing to HTML5. And at the time, we were one of the first companies to do it. So quickly, our shows were available on handheld devices in 2009-2010. Uh, so you could watch them on your cell phones, your, your tablets that were coming out at the time. Um, it was a really exciting thing for me. But again, it was enough of ahead of time, or enough ahead of its time, sorry, that People just couldn't get the idea. They just didn't see the value in it. They didn't see the care. And uh, it was a tough sell. So um, I kept on with it for a number of years. And then eventually I started, um, uh, because we really couldn't make money at it, just to be brutally honest. We couldn't find an investor or anybody could really understand what we were doing with it. And um, so we kind of shut down that portion of the company. And I, I stopped the production of those shows. In the meantime, I developed a production company. So I was able to do a lot more productions, commercials. Um, and I was involved in filming for different videos and TV shows and stuff like that. So I got a little bit more of that experience. And with that, I wanted to come back, loop back, and start the ultimate drum website and drum show that, that I'm doing today. <laughs> so now the Drumming News Net- Network is something that I wanted to create specifically because... I have been a busy person. I'm a working professional. I have a family. I'm in a time period where I can't really drum as much, and I can't really stay focused on drumming as much, and I cannot find a news source out there that really unifies all the drumming news that I want to know about. So Drumming News Network is hopefully a conduit to you, as well as to me, for the drumming news that's out there. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Every day we try to post a number of stories that range from endorsements to unique stories, new product developments. And again, all this will be expanding in the future. But I'm just frankly excited about it. Plus, another feature we have on our website right now, which I'm really excited about, is you can, if you don't have time to read our article, you can hit a button to play the article to you. It'll read it to you. I like it because, again, being busy uh, in the engineering world, uh, working professional, and everything else, being a dad. Um, sometimes it's just easier if I can hit a button and have it read to me. <laughs> that's, that's Hopefully you'll be able to find that as a very strong um, tool to keep you up to date on, on all, the drumming, all the drumming news. And uh, there's just so much news out there. And compiling it and putting it together is, is a bit of a challenge because, again, it's so broad and there's so much of it. So when you look at our website, what we're trying to do is we're trying to give you a list of all the latest news and then break it into different chunks that maybe might be more interesting to you. And we'll expand those uh, filters in the future. Make it so if you only like a specific type of drumming, you can go and find those specific stories. If you want to learn about endorsements or product releases, you can do that. And as of today, you can do all that already. But it's just I want to make it a little bit cleaner uh, as time goes on. Uh, we're going to be getting back into video. I'm excited about that, and there'll be more information when it actually happens. So just uh, 
keep that in mind. And I'll be, I'll be expanding this into a video podcast as well. I plan to have a number of guests on, drummers and industry people. It won't be like a long, drawn-out interview thing. This is kind of made to be a catch-up um, show that um, helps you remember if you haven't if you read all the stories and if you didn't read the stories, it'll kind of give you a refresher of kind of some of the news that was going on. So I'll be picking out some of the news articles that happened over the week, in this case, June 13th through the June 19th. We have a website email that I'd like you to be, to be aware of feedback at drummingnewsnetwork.com. If you have any feedback, ideas, things you'd like to see or hear on the website, stories, anything, please send us. This is a website that we want to really make, um, universal for all players uh, that everyone gets out of it what they want and uh, it'll always make it a much better website than a singular vision. Also, we have a few features coming up and I'd like to, to keep a few things in mind. One is we'd like to feature drummers that might be in a community that, that a lot of people don't know about. If there's somebody doing something interesting in the community or for the community or for drummers, please Forward that story to us and that information to us. Also, if you know a drummer that's a really good drummer, man, we'd love to feature him. If you know anybody has a very cool drum setup, I just want to feature cool drum setups. I'm a drum gearhead. I mean, just give you a little bit of history about me. I've been a, a session player. I've been an endorsee. Uh, I worked for companies that endorsed me as a uh, product specialist and also artist relations rep. Uh, I product tested product to help develop some products. I used to be a custom drum builder, both in the hardware and drum shells. I've distributed shells earlier, early you know, back in the 80, uh, 80s, early 90s. Uh, worked in music stores, in retail sales, as well as CD sales, instrument sales. And uh, so I don't know everything, obviously, but I have... I've, I've dipped my toes into different parts of what makes up this fantastic drumming community. And it's allowed me to meet some amazing and very inspirational uh, people. This, the things that I love about drummers is that I, I feel that we're all creative. And there's a lot of scientific data that shows that drummers are some of the most creative people. And it's simply, the theories are range from everything from clocking of the brain through rhythm to uh, overdeveloping both hemispheres of the brain that allows more free thought. So I will be delving into that more in the future as well. A lot of great, cool things that I, I just, I can't wait to share with all of you and experience for myself. So together, let's make this the best show and network that people um, can really utilize as a resource, as entertainment, and um, just news. The only thing I do want to state right now is I do want to kind of stay away from lessons. Uh, I go to the, all these different websites, and it just seems like most of them have a lot to do with lessons already. And frankly, you know, there's a lot of amazing uh, websites out there that, that are taking care of that. And I, I don't want to tiptoe on them. In fact, what I want to do is I want to promote them to you. It's about love of drumming and love of people. You know, this is this is a great time. We have so many amazing things going on in the drumming community. A lot of stories stories coming around the corner. And now with the addition of this podcast, I'm going to be interviewing a lot of the people that I find really interesting and be able to feature some of the stories that I find interesting. So uh, one more thing I got to say before we get going, I murder everybody's names. <laughs> so when I read these articles, I'm going to screw up their name. And I apologize up front right now. That's just a weakness I have, um, one of the many, of course. But uh, with that, let's get going. The first story is going to start with June 13th. 20 Essential Drum Transcriptions for the Modern Drummer 
by Francisco Vecchio. This was a self-published book released by himself. Francisco is an Italian drummer, percussionist, composer, and music producer based in Budapest. He is an author of various books. He is the founder of Francis's Drumming Blog, a resource of drumming sheet music, transcriptions, exercises, books, and everything related to the drums. The book includes a full drum set transcription for the songs Africa, Aja, Are You Real, Don't Speak, Fear of a Blank Planet, For Big Sid, Groucho, Giorgio by Marauder, Good Times, Bad Times, I Keep Forgetting, If I Ever Lose My Faith in You, La Villa Dranagato, again, that's one of those things I'm screwing up, Little Shuffle, I know I should know these things, just just give me some space, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm not the guy for this, not for, for, not for uh, anything other than basic English here, um, Oasis, one for Joe, Rosanna, Schism, Seven Days, and YYZ. The conception of this work is to improve your own drumming by studying the great masters, with a collection of some of the most remarkable songs every drummer should know. If you're interested in this book, it is available at Amazon. And currently, you can download a preview of this book by going to his website, francisdrummingblog.com, F-R-A-N-C-I-S drummingblog.com. Again, with all these stories, the show note links will be in the show notes. And there you'll be able to go to the stories and um, uh, get the links directly, along with any videos that I post. Now here's something kind of cool. We're we're in a time right now where we're seeing a lot of music memorabilia up for sale. And it's a great opportunity to get instruments um, from some of the artists that may have inspired you or that you're just a fan of. In this episode alone, we're going to be talking about three of these drum sets that are, all three of them are priced affordably, and as of today, when I'm recording this, they're still all available on eBay and Reverb. The links are in the stories themselves. First is the chain drum set of Queensryche Scott Rackenfeld. It's up for sale. The set was used on the tours with Iron Maiden, Helford, and the Q2K Tour. Uh, includes all the drums, the Custom Pearl Master Series, 8-inch, 10-inch, 12, 16-inch toms, 22-inch kick, 5.5 by 14 snare, extra matching 13-inch piccolo brass snare used by Scott to play on the song Anarchy X, Enforce, and, and others. Symbols that are of Piscean Wuhan, hi-hats, three crashes, two chinas, two splash, one ride, all hardware including the pearl rack and clamps, tom arms, cymbal arms, entire custom chain setup. Again, uh, Scott's famous for having chains involved in his drum set. Single bass drum pedal and the double DW7000 bass pedals. Scott's pearl throne and extras such as autographed drum, uh, front bass drum head and drumsticks and a letter of authenticity signed by Scott himself. So at least you can have the proof that this is an original piece by him. And um, it's also a good-sounding set, so check it out. If you're interested, bid now. Not bid, you can buy it. Here's a fun one. Uh, I'll be posting these from time to time, these kind of stories. But the BBC looks back with Bill Bruford and Simmons Drums and inventor Dave Simmons. This is a great video for Bruford fans. Um, it's a very popular post of, of the story when I posted it. Uh, the BBC takes a fun look back on the early days of electronic percussion and the inventor of Simmons drums, Dave Simmons, and a demonstration with 
uh, and discussion with King Crimson drummer at the time, Bill Bruford. I had an opportunity to sit down with Bill um, a few years ago in his in his hotel room and uh, film an interview with him where we talk quite in depth about him using these electronics and how they would often uh, record their samples and edit their samples uh, using the Simmons system. So that, that's going to be a good interview, and this is a really cool video. So just again, follow this link. The video's there. i got to just hit play. In the June issue of Modern Drummer, they salute women in drumming. Juliana Marcello is the young superstar. Uh, she details her growing career in New York City and explains how she learned to play reggaeton music for her gig with Carol G. Uh, they also feature Karen Carpenter, Haley Brown, <laughs> Haley Brownell, here I go, okay, Helen De La Rosa. And I, I want to mention something here. Uh, so the site's been up for a couple of years now, or not quite a couple of years, about a year and a half. And I often post modern drummer news, uh, including issues of modern drummer uh, that are coming up and what art artists are featuring. I get a lot of emails from people about subscription issues that are going on, both electronic and physical. I don't know if you've read your subscription lately, and a lot of people haven't when I've talked to them. But in their subscription, it's changed now to only four physical issues per year and one monthly issue digital. I've heard issues of people not being able to log into their accounts. I've heard a lot of rumors also about what's going on with Modern Drummer. And I want to say that most of them, I think, are false. I reached out to J David Frangioni, the current owner of Modern Drummer, and I asked him specifically about the rumors of Modern Drummer being shut down and just kind of disappearing or being sold. And he said, 100%, no, it's not going to be sold. In fact, all the issues that are going on, they're very well aware of, and they're in the process of fixing them all. You know, we didn't go into detail about what the issues are. Um, you know, usually somebody I'd like to be able to have on the show, and we could openly talk about it, because a lot of people don't know what's going on, and I think a lot of people are making uh, assumptions, and, and um, you know, such an iconic magazine that a lot of us just want to subscribe to it just because it's such an iconic magazine. When I can find out more, I'll, I'll let you know. But at this point, I have no relationship with Modern Drummer. Uh, a number of people have thought that I do. I don't. I don't know David, uh, but he's he's been kind enough to get back to me via email to my questions. Hopefully, we can keep that communication going and answer any additional questions. So if you have any questions specific about Modern Drummer, what kind of what's going on, send them to me. Not questions about, like, you know, where's my issue? You know, why can't I access my account? Maybe more a general question, I could do that, but... Um, not specifically for you, but more like the broader question about what's going on. Hopefully we can resolve that issue and, and we can get back to having a, a fantastic, legendary magazine. Following that up, we have the Modern Drummer 44th edition Reader's Poll, and the voting has started. So this year, by popular demand, Taylor Hawkins will be honored in the Drumming Hall of Fame. But in the story that I posted, I put a link to where you can vote. So it's really easy. I could just hit the link and take you right to Modern Drummer to vote. And I also posted all the drummers that are up for consideration in their various categories. So, again, please vote. Something kind of fun is that Pearl launched the second installment of the Project 108. Pearl is asking drummers all around the world to send in videos of themselves playing at 108 beats per minute for four bars. You could be featured along with Pearl's top artists like Todd Zuckerman, Nate Morton, and Jason Hartless in these videos. So in the story... I posted a video, and it's kind of cool. It's just kind of, it allows you to get exposure, you know, indirectly play with maybe somebody who's inspirational, somebody you like. And it's just kind of a cool, fun, again, uh, spirit of drumming that I think is important for our drumming community because, you know, we got one of the greatest instrument communities in the world. All right, so uh, here's the other drums that I spoke about earlier. James Kotak, 
uh, the drummer for Scorpions and Kingdom Come, his Pearl drum set is up for sale. This is a drum set that was used in the In Your Face release of 89. I think he also used it in the 89 uh, Monsters of Rock tour with Van Halen headlining. The drum set comes with a certificate of authenticity signed by James. And the drum sizes are a 16 by 24 inch bass drum, 12 by 14 inch tom, 16 by 16 inch floor tom, 16 by 18 inch floor tom, and uh, is still up for sale and it's at a good price. So if you're looking to collect or start a collection, there's a great, great answer right there. Uh, very affordable set. All right, here's another cool story. Steve Jordan gives a tour of his drum set setup for the Rolling Stones Tour 60. In there is a video he posted on his, uh, boy, I think one of his, it might be YouTube, gives us a breakdown of his drum set for the European Tour of 60. Now, 2021 was a difficult year for all of us with passing Charlie. Uh, it was interesting how events kind of transformed quickly on how Steve became a member of the Stones or to be playing with the Stones, maybe not necessarily a member. But on June 2nd of 2021, Charlie Watts turned to 80, and we posted about that. And I'll post all of our stories in, in the show notes as well. By August 4th, an announcement came out that Steve Jordan will be the fill-in drummer, uh, and um, <clears throat> Charlie was dealing with an undisclosed illness at the time. And unfortunately, the sad news on August 24th that Charlie had passed away. Last year, I saw the Stones with Steve. Um, Steve is, is <laughs> just a phenomenal drummer, and he is so perfect to be the drummer for this band. And I'm excited to see him up there and to, see, to get a tour of his drum set. It's just kind of cool to see a master like him playing. And if you get an opportunity to see the Stones with Steve, I'd recommend it. I, I kind of had apprehensions thinking like, you know, what kind of drummer could fill in for, for Charlie Watts? Well, Steve isn't filling in for him. He's bringing his own flavor. It's a different feel, but it's still Stones. It's still real. And uh, you can tell that there's a lot of history with the Stones and Steve Jordan when they play. There's just a natural movement of, of music. So be sure to check out that tour. On June 16th, the Percussive Art Society 2022 Drum Set Competition Final Concert took place. Three finalists competed in the Art Society uh, 2022 Solo Drum Set Competition. The final concert presented in partnership with Rhythm Discovery Center. Uh, they performed with a live band for a judging panel of world-renowned drummers. I'll let you know who they were, too, if you don't know who they were in a moment. Drummers aged 18 to 30 from around the world submitted videos to be considered for the uh, solo drum set competition finals. Nine selected semifinalists competed June 15th at the Rhythm Discovery Center for a spot in the final performance. The final concert took place on June 16th at 7 p.m. in the Indianapolis Arts Garden. Finalists performed with a live band comprised of Indianapolis musicians for three expert drummers, Matt Grainer, Aaron Spears, and Dave Weckel. Each finalist performed multiple songs covering a range of genres, giving attendees a full concert experience, including drum solos. Follow the link, and you can actually watch the, um, the final video for this performance uh, there as well. So a lot of great players. In product release news, D-Drum releases the Vinnie Paul Six Trigger Tour Pack. DW honors the, the legend with the introduction of the Vinnie Paul Six-Piece Trigger Tour Pack with cables. It features two kick triggers, three single-zone tom triggers, and one dual-zone snare trigger. The signature tour pack enables you to replicate that vulgar display of power and precise drumming that Vinnie became celebrated for. He was the driving force behind bands such as Pantera, Damage Plan, and Hell Yeah!, Vinny is credited with redefining the heavy metal genre. 
The six rugged built triggers are based off of Vinny's longtime favorite D-Drum Chrome Elite Trigger set, finished in satin black with an extra bass drum trigger. The pack features the improved transducers for increased sensitivity and parameter adjustment. Bit of sad news, East Germany's Klaus Schaffeld has passed away. The 68-year-old drummer was the drummer for the hugely successful former East German rock band Pooties. His manager confirmed on Tuesday that Schaffeld had died after a long battle with lung cancer in a Berlin hospital. He joined the band in 1979, a decade after the band itself was formed. Pooties were, I hope I'm saying that right, <laughs> I just, I know, I Anyways, uh, they were voted the best East German rock band on 12 separate occasions. And Klaus himself was voted several times as best drummer. Rock music played a critical part in the cultural life of especially young East Germans, many of whom were avid fans of British and U.S. bands and singers. Cindy Blackman Santana and Carlos Santana perform Oi Como Va for Playing for Change. The legendary Carlos Santana, Cindy Blackman Santana, Becky G, Tito Puente Jr., Tal Wilkenfeld, Ruben Rada, along with 20 other musicians from around the globe, join together for this energetic, classic feel-good groove. You get to listen to how rhythms of Colombia, Panama, Uruguay, the Congo, Brazil, Haiti, the Kingdom of Bayron, and the U.S. unite in perfect harmony on this song around the world rendition of Tito Puente's Oyo Kamava, featuring Carlos Santana, who made the song a worldwide hit in 1970 with his band Santana. You can download the song as an audio track for free as a member. Their mission is simple, to inspire and connect the world through music. They believe that music has the power to break down boundaries and overcome the differences that divide us. Their primary focus is to record and film musicians performing in their natural environments and combine their talents and cultural power through a variety of videos. To date, they have produced nearly 400 videos, recorded over 1,400 musicians in 60-plus countries, and touched the hearts of over 2 billion viewers through their music videos. On the 17th of June, I posted the story about the third and final drum set that came up for sale, or I found that week. It's a milestone drum set that was once owned by Dean Castronovo. When the owner came into possession of this kit, he located Paul Mason and verified the serial numbers as being that of Dean's kit. Some of the shells still bear Dean's signature on the inside. Dean is one of the best singer and drummers of our time. He is known for his time in Journey, Ozzy, Bad English, Dead Daisies, Fear Factory, Social Distortion, Steve Vai, Marty Friedman, and more. So here I want to give you a little bit of history on the drum company and who some of the people that are involved in the company itself. I always knew of the name of the company, but I didn't know much about it, and um, it's just really interesting. Paul Mason is the master drum builder who used materials such as hemp, carbon fiber, carbon Kevlar, and fiberglass. He started Tempest in Vancouver in 1985 and ran the company until he decided to wind down and close his shop in 2012. His unique materials and production style made some of the most unique drums on the market that were widely loved by players around the world. Milestone founder Michael Clapham was born in 1938 in London, England, and immigrated to Canada at the age of 18. His career began at Vancouver's Drum Village, where he worked as a salesman and drum instructor. He eventually purchased the store, operating it until 1980, when he sold it to Ray Ayotte, giving himself the freedom to design and develop the Milestone brand and products. The drums Clapham designed were embraced by legendary artists such as Gary McCracken of Max Webster, Jerry Mercer of April Wine, 
and producers and engineers such as Bob Ezrin, who produced Kiss, Pink Floyd's The Wall, where the unmistakable sound of fiberglass wove itself into the fabric of music. Michael Clapham passed away in Vancouver on September 14th, 2016. In early March of this year, we reported on how Ron Dunnett had announced that he had acquired the intellectual rights to the iconic Canadian drum company. Ron said of his acquisition, Michael created not just a timeless line of drums, but a brand that deviated from many of the conventional norms of the time. The elegant simplicity of the Milestone logo was matched by the innovative drums he manufactured. The Milestone brand is singular in that regard, said Ron Dunnett, president and CEO of Dunnett Classic Drums Limited. Milestone is a true part of Canadian history, and at 50 years old, a heritage brand. A bit about Milestones from the Not-So-Drummer magazine story written by Richard Best on March 30th of this year. The Milestone shells, each one lovingly hand-formed by H. Clapham and company, were made from a range of formulas, each one selected for tone and resonance. Type 2 and Type 4, made for great bass drums. Toms were available in Formula 3 and Formula 6. Snares came in Formula 5 and 8. To my ears, there are subtle but discernible differences between the formulas. The drum shells were molded in one process from the outside in, with the finish being laid into the mold first, followed by the Therabond layer, and finished off with a sheet of fiberglass cloth. Milestone used gel coat finishes drawn from a palette of dozens of exotic colors. There was also a palette of glitters, the stuff that's used on $100,000 speedboats. When extracted from the mold, each drum would exhibit a fine line where the mold seam had been, essentially a birthing mark attesting to its one-piece nature. The set is currently still up for sale on eBay for $2,500 and is covered in a makeshift Iron Maiden motif that can be easily removed and expose the original silver sparkle finish. Looks absolutely beautiful. I have a picture of both types of shells on there, but they're the actual shells that you'll, you'll, or drums you'll purchase with the set. The sizes are two 20 by 24 inch bass drums. All front toms are 12 inches deep, 8, 10, 12, 14 with an 18 by 16 inch and an 18 by 18 inch floor tom. For more information and to maybe make the purchase yourself, please visit eBay and Reverb at the links provided. The Italian drum company Verus celebrates its 10th anniversary with a 10th anniversary snare model. The story of Verus drums starts in 2013 with Thomas Mantovani, the owner of the company. The manufacturer reaches a more sophisticated, modern, and casual appearance inspired by the great Italian motor racing brand of his passion. The construction of the snare is a steel Babinga steel 6.5 by 14 inch snare drum with custom brass lugs, gold hardware, and smoked Babinga wax finish, and it's available today and in stock. The French magazine Battery, issue 192, asks the question why there will never be a drummer like Buddy Rich 35 years after his death. In the editorial by Sebastian Benoitz, he writes, Today, watching live the performance of a drummer perched on a rotating platform no longer surprises many people. Tommy Lee, Joey Jordison, and Travis Barker have accustomed audiences to this kind of stage feat. But imagine the amazement of viewers when they first saw Buddy Rich perform his rotating drum set performance on American televisions 30 years earlier. Like his rival and friend Gene Krupa, Buddy Rich was the first great icon of drums in the popular sense of the term. We are not just talking about a musician adorned by insiders, but about a personality known to all, young, old, 
music lovers or not, like a television presenter or variety star. To understand the phenomenon, you have to go back to a time when big bands reigned supreme in the world of commercial music. They're the ones that young Americans would listen to and let off steam by listening to them on Saturday evenings. Endowed with an absolutely extraordinary swing, technique, and showmanship, Buddy Rich rushed into the breach and knew how to pull out of the game like no one else. 35 years after his death, Battery Magazine is trying to answer the following question. Why will there never be a drumming superstar like Buddy Rich again? That gets you up to date with most of the postings that took place on the Drumming News Network. I hope you really enjoyed this little update. Uh, If you have any feedback, please email us at feedback at drummingnewsnetwork.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, we want to make this the best show possible. To honor Klaus Schausfeld, I'm going to be closing out the show with one of his drum solos. So until next time, take care.
This has been a production of the Drumming News Network. All rights reserved. All media is owned by the respective parties. This episode cannot be distributed or copied in any form. Please visit drummingnewsnetwork.com daily to keep up on all the latest drumming news. Copyright 2022.